Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours. And let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the Text Talk podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9. Edwin, what are we reading this morning? We're going to begin in verse 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. That, of course, was from the English Standard Version. And yesterday we talked about Saul. I want to talk about a different person. Here we meet this new fella, Ananias. And we've heard that name before. Yeah, so in our reading, we've seen that that was the name of the high priest. Okay, and then wasn't there Ananias and Sapphira? There wasn't Ananias there. Okay, this is not the same guy. Not either of those those guys. This is not either of those guys. This is a completely new fellow named Ananias, a Christian who is in Damascus at this time. No doubt one of those who had been scattered. Probably recently arrived in Damascus. And he's so here he has now the the church has been established in Damascus and he is working. He's whatever Ananias's part in that congregation is. And now the persecution that started in Jerusalem, where they were laying their coats at the feet of this man named Saul. Now this guy, Saul, who then turned around and started the persecution, ravaging the Christians in Jerusalem that sent them scattered, is making his way to these cities where the scattered Christians went. So you can imagine why Ananias might be a little frightened. Can you say a word here about reputation? I mean, the reputation of Saul of Tarsus precedes him. It's been an earned reputation. He's a zealot, 
you know, it's it's not um, he's delivering on these threats of persecution, as we mentioned when we were looking at Acts chapter eight a few episodes ago. Unrestricted warfare. He is going into houses, hauling out men and women, throwing them into prison. As he will recount some of his persecutions at a later time, he'll say that some of these people were pressed to death, and he voted against them to stone them. So, I mean, this is bad news heading for Damascus in a hurry. And now the Lord has appeared to Ananias and said, This is the one I am chosen. You know, I've often thought uh, to myself what a humbling experience it would be to be in Ananias. All right. (laughs) When Saul of Tarsus meets the Lord on the road, okay, he's blind. (laughs) As the Lord speaks with Ananias, um, Ananias wants to say, are you sure about this one? (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's actually he's actually questioning questioning the Lord. That's how bad Saul of Tarsus was. That's how strong this reputation is. Yeah, he's he's frightened. However, however, he doesn't linger in the fear. What we see is ultimately faith. Ultimately faith. He does question. He does ask the Lord, hey, I've heard about this fella. Well, of course he's heard about him. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible that Ananias is someone who has been converted in Damascus as Christians came out there. But if he is one of those who came from Jerusalem, he's going to have heard because Saul was the one that kicked off that persecution. And now he's following these Christians where they have been scattered. And Ananias is wondering, is this really the plan? And God says, yeah, yeah, this is my plan. Go talk to him. And Ananias at that point says, okay, I will, you know. What Whatever comes, comes. Whatever happens, happens. The Lord has sent me to go talk to Saul. I'm going to go talk to Saul. Here's one of those places in Scripture where God's plan was different than anybody else's. I mean, it just this is just not the way that Ananias or some of these other Christians would go. Not the way you would think uh, that um, that this persecutor... That, uh, you know, this this blasphemer is going to be the one that the Lord's going to choose as a vessel for this other ministry and then to take the word uh, to, to untold numbers of others. Now, here's one of the interesting things about Ananias. I don't know that he's mentioned any place else in Scripture. I mean, other than not, when, not this Ananias. Yeah. I don't o- think other than when Saul mentions this conversion in two other cases in the right. book of Acts. This was his moment. This is this is Ananias's moment. He's who knows what else he did in service of King Jesus. Who knows what else he did in propagating the gospel. But all we see recorded is this moment. But what a profound and powerful moment. And what what blows my mind is that Jesus actually met Saul on the road to Damascus. Jesus spoke to Saul. It was very important for Saul to witness the resurrected Savior. But having witnessed the resurrected Savior, the resurrected Savior did not give him the saving message. Mm, No, he did not. Instead, he said, I want you to go into town. I am going to send a man Mm -hmm. who is going to give you the saving message. Now, we're going to know and learn as, as Luke builds a case out of these stories of the conversion of Saul we, we learn a little bit more information each time Luke tells the story. And I think that's a rhetorical device that he's using to carry us along, especially regarding this issue of the gospel going to the Gentiles. But he, 
what we do not find is Saul being told, here's how to be saved. Here's how you can be my subject. He doesn't learn that till he gets into Damascus. He's been praying for three days. And then Ananias comes to him and he hears the message by which he can be saved. But Jesus relied on a man to pass that message along. It is the privilege that we see throughout the scriptures in the New Testament that God has chosen to use men to share this saving message with other men. Uh, We're going to see something similar happen when we look at Acts 10 here in some future episodes where uh, angels could tell sinners what to do to be saved, and yet they chose to use men, to have men carry the message. And, and right now, I, I'm, I'm using the word men to refer to humankind as opposed to angels, as opposed to deity just giving the message directly. We're not talking about who's allowed to preach in a congregation or who's allowed to be an elder in a congregation. That's a conversation to have, and we need to have that conversation. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the fact that God relies on people to pass along the gospel message to other people. A treasure in earthen vessels. Absolutely. But I will say that um, one of the things I take away from Ananias, and even as, as we're talking about him here and now, is that in the picture, the story of the New Testament unfolds, the story of Christianity as it grows, Saul, Paul is a major figure, a major figure. And yet here is a man instrumental in the conversion of Saul. And uh, sometimes we may wonder, am I going to have a big role in God's plan? Am I going to have a big name in life pursuit, whatever that may be? But there is such an important role, uh, even in teaching one, even influencing one, who may do untold good. I think about the statement in Esther that you're here for such a time as this. And it may not be evident right at that moment, uh, the decisions you're making, the people you influence, the good you're doing. It seems like a, a small thing now, a, a one person now, but but God can take that and it can mean so much to so many. And so uh, there's, a, there's a great role to embrace here uh, in this example of Ananias. I need to teach the one that I can teach. If God gives me the opportunity to teach another one, then I need to teach that one. If God gives me an opportunity to teach another one, I need to teach that one. And that's uh, Paul is going to get to that when he actually writes his letter to the Corinthians as he talks about he and Apollos. Mm, yeah, as he says, Look, what are we? We are merely servants who are teaching and instructing as the Lord has given us opportunity. They even use the the agriculture metaphor there, like one plants seed, another waters the seed. Yeah. And we never know which one we are. We never know which one we are in that role. And so I, I think this is great. I, I'm Now I'm even fashioning a sermon in my mind. Sometimes we're Saul, sometimes we're Ananias, but either one is needed and God will use us as he sees fit for his glory. Without Ananias, you couldn't have Saul. That's going to be a great message. We're going to work on the title. (laughs) (laughs) You're the title guy. You're the the title guy. Uh, Yeah, but without Ananias, there couldn't be Saul. We're also going to find out without Barnabas. There couldn't Mm -hmm. be Saul. Mm -hmm. So here's another fellow, and we're going to talk about him later in the week. In fact, I think we're going to talk about him some tomorrow. But here's a fellow that's that's kind of in between where you have Ananias and Saul Barnabas. We do have record of him doing so much more, and yet he's always kind of in that shadow of Paul. But everybody has their place that God is using us, and we need to be willing 
to work where God has us, to do what God places before us, the opportunities that we have. We need to be prepared and we need to be ready to take them. And what we need to have is faith like Ananias. Ananias here, I I know that he starts in this place of fear. Are you sure this is who you want me to go talk to? But undergirding this is the faith. When the Lord says, yes, this is my chosen one, go talk to him. Ananias goes. I don't think all of his fears were gone. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe just that final word from God just caused him to say, oh, okay, this isn't going to be a problem. But even if that's the case, it's still an issue of faith. I have heard the word of the Lord and I have decided to do what the Lord has told me to do. That is exactly how we need to respond as we open up his word, as we see the direction, as he encourages us to get this message out to other people and understand God could have gotten this message to people any way he chose. And he's chosen us. He's chosen to work through us. You may be Ananias. There may only be one person you ever get the gospel to, but who knows what that person might do with the gospel. Maybe you and that person are just Ananias. But who knows the the person that person teaches? We just have no idea how God is going to use any of the efforts that he calls us to, that he brings us to, the opportunities he provides. All we can know is what am I going to do with the opportunity placed before me? And I need to be like Ananias, and I need to step out in faith. What an example in faith. Why don't we have a prayer about faith as we end this broadcast? Almighty God, thank you so much. I am humbled as I consider the fact that you could have propagated your gospel in any way you chose. You could have written it across the sky. You could reveal yourself to every individual and preach the gospel yourself. But instead, you've chosen to do that through us. I am humbled. I am amazed. And I am thankful that I get to be a part of that. We are thankful that we get to be a part of that. And I pray that you would strengthen us to keep our eyes and ears open for opportunities. We don't expect you to appear to us in visions and point us to certain people, but opportunities come up again and again and again. Give us the faith to walk through those doors of opportunity, to crawl through those windows of opportunity. May we bring glory to you. And whether we are Ananias or the Apostle Paul, May we take these opportunities as you have given them to us so that you may be glorified and folks may be brought into your kingdom. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.